and let's get to it. All right, and let me also share my screen really quick, just so you see everything that I see. All right, so thank you guys for being a part of this session tonight. I'm sorry for the late start for those that are on Facebook and Instagram and also um, to our Chicago Urban League group that is joining us tonight. Um, so this session is actually mainly for the Chicago Urban League. Um, I've been teaching the class for, I believe, five years now. Um, you know, so tonight we're going to go through mainly how to build business credit. We're first going to touch upon personal credit. And then we'll also go through business credit. And then at the end, we'll show you guys how to collect money from your customers in the smartest and best way possible. So with that being said, let me, um, let me get into the presentation. And for those that may not be able to see the presentation, today we're doing this for the Chicago Urban League. We're just streaming it live on Facebook to my left and then Instagram to my right, just so everybody is able to get their information, ask questions. We'll go on for about an hour. Um, so we'll go on until about 7.30 Central. Um, and then this does get posted. So if you're on Zoom, we can send you the recording. If you're on Facebook, once it's done uploading, you can just uh, watch it on my page. If you're on Instagram, same thing with the IGTV. Um, but today's topic is accounting for your money. And by the way, if you have any questions, if you're on Zoom, just type in your chat box or you can unmute yourself. And then if you're on Facebook, you can type in your question. If you're on Instagram, you can also type in your question. So today, talking about accounting for your money. For those on the Zoom, we do ask that if you are not speaking, that you please mute your mic. I promise you, you can always cut me off at any time because this is for you. Um, or you can ask your question in the chat box itself. All right, so today's agenda, we'll go through an introduction of... Um, essentially personal and financial management software. So we'll, we'll do a deep dive into different softwares you can use for you personally and then also for your business. The main focus today is business. However, we can always apply what we learn personally. And then we'll explore some, some softwares. So we'll look into softwares like Credit Karma. Um, then we go into, um, there's one called Wave. I'm sorry, Nav, N-A-V. So NAV is basically a business credit platform um, to get and obtain business credit. So by the end of today, I want to find you guys at least $50,000 in funding. I mean, how does that sound? Um, so then we'll go through a few of the apps to be able to track your income and expenses, such as Wave, FreshBooks, and then QuickBooks. And then we'll look at the pros and cons of each software. And last but not least, we'll go through ways that you can get paid by sending invoices and also, there we go. Yep, so sending invoices and getting paid, essentially. And then at the end or throughout, you can ask questions at any time. This is for the Chicago Urban League, um, but Facebook, Instagram, please feel free to ask your questions as well. So let's start with the introduction to personal and um, and financial management or business management software. The first thing I always say is that you must always, always, always keep track of the money. If you don't keep track of the money, you don't have a business. You have what's called a hobby. A true business is one that is able to not only sell products and services, but also is able to be able to track 
money, do marketing, have a legal team, or at least somebody that they can reach out to for legal advice. Um, so one way that we can track it is by using software. The first one we'll go through is Credit Karma, and then we'll go through some other ones um, on the screen today. So Credit Karma, I actually do like Credit Karma. You know, I personally use Credit Karma every day um, to monitor personal credit, just to see how, um, you know, the credit and everything is going. It's not the most accurate credit score. And one thing to note about credit is it's not just about the score, it's about the report. One thing I like about Credit Karma is it gives me the contents of the credit score, right? It gives me the contents that make up the report, which the report is what makes up the score. So with Credit Karma, it does help keep track of your credit score, your personal credit score. It is free. It's 100% free, 99. You don't have to pay for it. The way they make their money, by the way, is they, quote unquote, sell your information to companies like Chase, Bank of America, in order for you to apply for like a credit card. So when you apply for a credit card, they have a referral link and then Chase basically pays them or whatever credit card pays them using that referral link. They do affiliate marketing basically or affiliate sort of branding. So although you don't have to pay for the platform, which is awesome by the way, it's similar to YouTube videos. You can get so much stuff from YouTube for free and how they get paid is when people click ads or when people run ads on their page. So we've entered into this world of the information age and that whoever has the information is the powerful one and can make a lot of money without you paying them directly. It's such a beautiful model. Everybody wins in that scenario. You get the information you need, they get the money that they need, and then the advertisers could sell you on products and services in order to make money. Um, so nothing wrong. Everybody's winning in this scenario. You know, we got money circulating all over the place. So it is truly something that we we recommend. Um, and then with Credit Karma, I love it because it allows you to see what you qualify for. So basically, not only does it show you what you... Um, so basically with that, it allows you to see what you qualify for. Um, so essentially, if you have, let's say, high approval odds of getting a credit card, it's going to tell you you have high approval odds or excellent approval odds, right? So don't apply for something that has bad or low approval odds because it's going to lead into a ding, a credit inquiry. Now, let's talk about the five components of somebody's personal credit. The first one is essentially the um, payment history. So payment history is the number one component to somebody's personal credit, you know? So with that, basically by going through payment history, it's showing you how, basically it's telling the bank, like how often are you paying people? Are you late on payments? Are you, are you behind? Are you currently behind on payments? In your past, how often were you paying? So the reason why they want to know this is to see if you're a credit-worthy borrower. So this can make up about 35% of your personal credit. It is the number one factor on your personal credit score. And why are we even talking about personal credit? Because in order to get business credit, you need to have some good personal credit, typically, at least starting out. The second factor is credit card utilization. So credit card utilization is how often you're using credit cards. So with this, let's say you have a $1,000 Chase limit card. 
and you spent 300, well, your utilization now is 30%, 300 divided by 1,000. So typically with this, try to leave the balance at zero, close to zero as much as possible because it allows the, the bank, basically, it allows the, bar, the lender to trust you more because you're not using all that's available to you. Right, so try to keep it below 30%, but ideally try to keep it below 10%. So that's credit card utilization. Then the third one is um, derogatory report, basically derogatory marks. Worst thing you can, one of the worst things you can have on your credit. So bankruptcies, judgments, liens, um, medical bills that are overdue. You don't want these things. Try to get them paid off as quickly as possible. You don't want things like collections. And if you do, make sure you go through some credit repair, which is something that we do assist clients with and basically helping you get some good credit repair on your hands. Um, so if you do need credit repair because you might have a delinquency or you might have a bankruptcy, a judgment, you want to get those things removed because they are one absolute worst thing to happen on your credit. If a lender sees it, you might not get a loan because they're... It's a red flag, basically, especially in COVID. I mean, think about it. People are losing their jobs left and right. Incomes are falling. So why would a bank really want to trust you if you filed bankruptcy or if you're currently behind on payments? I'll give you an example. We go through the same thing banks go through in our tenant. Like we have a real estate company. We oversee quite a bit of units on the south side of Chicago. So with that, every tenant that is new as the CEO of the company I'm actually the one that approves the tenant. So when, I improve, when I'm approving a tenant, one of the first things I wanna see is what's the payment history looking like? We do look at their credit report. Do they have any evictions? Are they in collections? Because if they're in collections with somebody else, guess what? I'm gonna have a hard time collecting my rent. So it, it's very important, the same thing, think about that conceptually. Like, would you wanna lend money to somebody who has a bunch of collections a bunch of late payments, a bunch of delinquencies, you probably wouldn't. Not saying that you can't get credit, you can't get you know good credit, or you can't get business credit with that. I'm just saying, just, just put yourself in the lender's shoes sometimes when you're applying for loans and things of that nature. So basically, the derogatory marks, you wanna avoid as much as possible. The next thing is um, account, basically total accounts. So payment history takes into account active accounts, your history of paying on time active accounts. And then basically total accounts takes into account both active or open accounts and closed accounts. The more accounts you have, the higher you rank in this department. The bank wants you to see you have a nice mix of accounts basically. Last but not least is inquiries, hard inquiries. So with hard inquiries, you, you wanna avoid applying for as many cards as possible. You know, you maybe one or two here and there. Don't apply for a home and a car at the same time. Make sure you prioritize, get the home first and then get the car. Because with a car, they're gonna ding you about four times at least. With a home, maybe one time, maybe twice, if the pre-approval goes, um, goes south. So you wanna make sure that you get, you understand these five factors. That's what makes up your personal credit. So you ultimately have the, basically, you ultimately have the um, the um, payment history is number one, then credit card utilization is number two, then you have basically what's called the um, derogatory marks, 
And then once you leave derogatory marks, you have your um, inquiries and then you have your total accounts. So they don't necessarily go in order, but they are allocated percentages of your total credit. For example, payment history has a larger percentage of your total credit um, report compared to something like inquiries. So that's, that's the five scope when it comes to personal credit. One thing I like about Credit Karma is it allows you to see all of this. It's fully transparent, very, very transparent. All the accounts you have, your credit score. So if you have not downloaded Credit Karma, you should. It's free. Don't focus on the score. Focus on the report, the contents. The score, you can have 100 credit scores. Just focus on the report. The score does give you an idea of where your credit is. So if you're in a green 700 plus, oh yeah, that means your report is looking pretty good. If you're in a 500s, that means your report isn't as good as you would want it to be. And trust me, you do need credit because it's best to have good credit when you don't need the money as opposed to having bad credit when you do need the money. That is an absolute fact when it comes to that. Um, and I know people that have tried to apply. Unfortunately, they had some bad credit. Please avoid applying for something that you don't qualify for. So if Credit Karma will be very transparent, they'll tell you, hey, you don't have good approval odds, right? So probably don't apply for that. Or you have excellent approval odds. Then go ahead and, and take a stab at it. It's very easy to use. Me personally, I use it every single day. I'm all about transparency. I'm all about being able to see. Um, so basically, I'm able to see my credit report every single day and see what's all going on with that. Because uh, one thing about Credit Karma too, if somebody pulls your credit right now, you'll get a notification right away. So it's very good. One of the cons is that the score is not always up to date. So there are some delays. Um, and then if you're using like the, the tax software to do your taxes, probably don't necessarily use that. And then there's only two credit scores instead of three. There's a TransUnion, Equifax, and then there's the Experian. So Experian, these are the three credit bureaus and they don't have Experian. So with that, I do want to jump right into business credit because I know um, we have someone that needs to <clears throat> basically jet in just a few minutes. So let me go ahead and pull our beautiful nav. So business credit, business credit, it's very important to get business credit. In order to get business credit, you basically have to have decent personal credit or know somebody with decent personal credit where you can use other people's credit, basically. So in a term, for example, real estate, we always talk about other people's money. In this case, it's other people's credit. Um, so basically with this one, um, NAV is the site we use for business credit. It is free, 100% free. You don't have to pay for it. The thing I like about NAV, N-A-V, by the way, so NAV, N-A-V, you can go, you can literally go to NAV.com and NAV will allow you to get, you can create a business profile. You do have to have a business, of course, LLC, INC, you know, you have to be incorporated. You have to have your company registered. And then you would go to NAV.com, you would create an account and try to be as honest as possible, how much revenue you have or you're projecting to have. You put in your, your information, your social, the, ta the company's tax ID number, um, all that good stuff. Then it's going to pull up, um, for those on a Zoom, 
it's going to show you what you qualify for as far as cards. And it's going to give you the approval odds as well. Um, so with that, basically, you know, we have, for example, um, there's like the city business card. Then they have these other cards like the Brex card and everything like that. Um, so with that, you know, when it comes to business credit, we always do want to use NAV, essentially. Um, so NAV is a, a good site for us to use in order to be able, you know, to ultimately um, <clears throat> be able to gain transparency into what the business card or business credit score is because it gives us what the business credit report shall be. With business credit, the main thing they care about from a score standpoint is your payment history. So they want to make sure you pay on time, right? That, that's a big thing. And ironically, that's the number one factor for personal credit as well. There's three cards that I believe are better than any other card on the planet. Um, and by the way, if you're listening and you're not taking notes, this means nothing. Like you, you might as well just forget about it, right? So if you haven't been taking notes, please pull out a notepad, jot down some stuff. Unfortunately, the way the human mind works is that after listening to information like this, we unfortunately tend to forget. Life happens, we get busy, a business opportunity comes up, kids are crying, they want, you know, they want something for school, whatever it is. So please take notes. If you need me to repeat something, please let me know. Um, but essentially, there's three cards that I believe are better than any other card out there. The first one is the Chase Inc business card, right? The Chase Inc. business card is a great card to have. Um, I think it's the best one, absolute number one, best one. So I strongly would recommend that card, the Chase Inc. You do need to have at least a 700 or so credit score. So you do gotta have some, some good credit. Um, but the Chase Inc. is one, it gives good rewards, 0% interest for about a year. So it gives you some real, real nice benefits there. And then there's also the, um, so on top of the Chase Inc., we also have the American Express, the Amex Platinum card. The Platinum card is great. I love it, especially for travel. This one, you probably need about a 680 credit score, so it gets a bit lower. Um, so Amex Platinum, perfect for travel. Five times reward for travel. It's massive. Right, massive for travel. And then there's other things that you get, global, free global entry. Um, there's a lot of benefits to that. The card does cost some money each year. That's one of the cons. But I love the card for its rewards. And it's very, I mean, it is, it's truly phenomenal. Then last but not least is the PNC business cash card. So PNC, that one, the, the score requirement is a little lower, you know, um, so as long as you have decent credit, as long as you're a decent, somebody who, who has decent credit, you're good. And also, you know, you um, also it gives you 0% interest for about nine months or so. So that's pretty good. So just to repeat, it's Chase Inc. So Chase Inc. is number one. Number two is the American Express Platinum. Or you can get the gold, the gold or the platinum is cool. Platinum is better though. And last but not least, the PNC business cash card. Right there, that's $50,000 of funding that you can get your hands on just by applying for these cards. You don't need to be in business 
for a long time to get these cards. It can literally, you can literally be in business for one day. And as long as you have good personal credit, you go on nav.com, you look to see what you qualify for, you apply, look for these three cards that I just mentioned. Um, and it is nav, N-A-V, nav.com. It's a great site for business credit. It will save you a lot of time, save you a lot of energy. And you can also get business loans on that site as well. Um, so if you want, now with business loans, you usually need to be in business for a much longer time, six, at least six months, um, if not a year, sometimes two years, you know, and they also have SBA loans, you know, they have, uh, won't get too deep into that, but they have the PPP, the Paycheck Protection Program, and then they have the EIDL, Economic Injury Disaster Loan. Those are two programs offered by the SBA that you can take advantage of if you have a business and you filed, here's the key, and you filed your 2019 tax return. Um, so if you have not filed your 2019 tax return or you didn't have a business on your 2019 tax return and you have filed, you don't qualify for these programs, unfortunately. So that's, that's pretty much the gist of that. But basically, in order to get good, in order to get personal business credit, you need to have decent personal credit. Once your business has a good reputation, a good history, then you can look into business loans, line of credit. All credit cards are line of credit, but not all lines of credit are credit cards. So every credit card you have is a line of credit because you can use that card, swipe it, and you get a certain amount of time to pay it back. For American Express, you do have to pay it back within 30 days. I love that credit card for that reason because it's discipline. It's how a credit card should be used where you swipe it, you know, pay it off or wait 30 days, pay it off, and it's gonna help you build your credit. A credit card is not something you wanna leave a balance on. Trust me, I've been there. I've been a credit card debt before. Um, not for personal reasons, it was for business reasons. And I don't plan to go back even for business reasons, right? So, and, I'm, and that's just, just being fortunate to be able to go through that. When you're starting out, hey, maybe you got that great equipment that you need to buy and all you got is a $10,000 Chase Inc. card, go ahead, do it, buy it. Make sure you have a repayment plan though. Make sure you have a business plan for that spending or you have a budget for that spending. So there's nothing wrong with using business credit when you truly need it. Um, so that's just something to keep in mind there. So with that, let me just take a quick step back. And yes, um, Georgia says she's taking notes. Do we have any questions so far? Any questions at all? Because um, I know Georgia says she has to go. And the main part of today's presentation was actually the business credit component. Right. Any questions so far? Alright, yeah, it looks like looks like you're muted, Georgia, if you're trying to speak. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not sure what's going on. Let me see. Um, yeah, it looks like there might be like a, a glitch or something with your Zoom. Let me see. Okay, it looks like you're unmuted now. <laughs> Are you, you okay now? So let's see. Okay, so 
Um, Lorraine asked a question. Hi, with the credit repair, how much assistance is it from your group? I mean, we, we directly, we do quite a bit. There's a lot of assistance. Um, we basically are able to pull your credit, show you, and it does take time. This stuff does take time. So anything that you want great in life, it will take some time on your end. So we always communicate this with our clients that, hey, this is essentially, this is something that you can take advantage of, right? But it takes time. So we will pull your personal credit. You will pull the business credit report. Um, I'm sorry, we'll pull your personal credit. We'll show you everything that you need to do with it. And ultimately with that, you know, we'll give you like a, a summary and say, hey, are you looking to move forward with this? And then we take it from there. And as far as the fee, I would say let's, um, let's chat after the fact because the fee is based upon how much stuff we need to take off. Um, so the fee does vary. It does depend on quite a few factors. It's not as simple as, oh, yeah, you pay so-and-so. Um, so let's let's just chat after the fact. If anything, we do offer free consultations. Um, so that's that's certainly something that we can assist you with. And if you want more information, check out the overall, our enterprise website, which is baduenterprises.com. That has all of the different suite of services and everything that we offer um, within our firm. So let me go back. Yeah, go ahead, James. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. <laughs> no <worries. laughs> yeah, no worries. No worries, man. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Man. And it allowed me the ability to get stuff done on my building that I bought that I normally wouldn't have. Mm. I had it with no preset limit, all right? That doesn't mean I can spend 50 million. Mm -hmm. But what it means is I got my credit score to a point where they were like, well, you don't even have a limit. Mm. Right, you know, just they expect you to be responsible with that. So, what Jeff is saying about the credit karma and the different things like that is so important. I just had a coaching session with a student today, and I express I expressed to her of getting you know taking care of her credit 
and then getting that business credit because it helps you so much with your business. So I just wanted to echo that those sentiments but with the uh, I didn't want to jump in earlier because you're going forward, but Credit Karma was great because it puts your mess right in front of you. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Mm-hmm. And once you start seeing that ugly go from the bad, <laughs> and bad to good, and then good to great, you know, and then Credit Karma is good at hyping you up, too. They're like, dang, boy, look where you at. You know, I mean, you just get geeked. You're just like, yeah, yeah. You know, like, that shit, that man. <laughs> it was a great, great point, man. Yes, sir. Appreciate it, James. So let me um, let me get back to it. Um, so let's see how much is okay. All right. So with that being said, um, let me go back into the slides. And let's see here. So let's talk about a few accounting software. So that's about business credit in a nutshell. So when it comes to accounting softwares, there's a few. You do have a few options. And remember, if you can't keep track of the money, you don't have a business, you have what's called a hobby. And that's real. You know, nine out of 10 small businesses fail within the first five years. One of the reasons, and I can guarantee you is at the top of the list, is they don't track the money. They don't know what money's coming in. They don't know what money's going out. You can't really run a business when you're doing that. You got to know what's coming in, what's going out on at least a month-to-month basis. Track your finances. Track the money. When you can track the money, you can see where money is going, where money is coming from. So softwares that you can use to make this process easier include Wave. Uh, Wave is one of the softwares that allows you to create invoices, process payments, and you can even do um, payroll. You can also run payroll. One of the pros is that it's free. It's a free software. And then also it's easy to connect the bank accounts. So it's, um, it pulls your bank transactions and everything like that. And it has a nice professional look and feel. So it is a pretty good software. One of the cons is that it's not as fully integrated as QuickBooks. Um, and it does have pretty limited features. The next one is FreshBooks. So FreshBooks is a cloud accounting software. It allows you to, it can do a bit more than wave. It allows you to invoice, track, expenses, track time, accept credit card payments, create financial reports, including the profit and loss report, which is something you certainly will need as a business owner. Um, And the pros is that it does give you a nice comprehensive package, excuse me, and then also has a nice professional look and feel as well. So it it is a professional accounting software and it is a way to manage your day-to-day books, your day-to-day operations of your business. One of the cons is that the price can range, um, you know, anywhere from 15 to $50. So it can be a bit more expensive than QuickBooks, which doesn't really make any sense because it's not as fully integrated as QuickBooks. So it's, it's a pretty good software, but it's not really too popular. I mean, if you're going to go this route, you might as well use QuickBooks anyway. Next is QuickBooks. So QuickBooks, um, it is, in my opinion, the number one, the best software that's out there in the industry. It allows you to automatically download and categorize transactions, participate in online billing, and then also create professional looking invoices and estimates. In addition, you can upload receipts through your phone, and then you can also create customized financial reports, such as that profit and loss and a balance sheet. And unlike the other softwares, it can also help you track inventory. 
So that's for the retail companies out there. If you do Amazon or Etsy, Shopify, those sort of businesses, really, really good with QuickBooks. They have nice integrations there. One of the pros is that it's a full-blown accounting software, so it gives you everything you need. Has a nice professional look and feel. It is ranked the best software in the industry, hands down, for small businesses. Very competitive prices, especially if you're working with somebody like myself, who's a certified QuickBooks Pro Advisor. Um, so if you are working, you know, if you're working with an advisor, then we do offer incentives and discounts if you're signing up for a certain type of package. Last but not least, time is money, so it saves business owners a ton of time. Instead of digging through every little receipt, shoebox, and all of that, you can just have a nice, organized QuickBooks platform, and you can be able to essentially categorize, download transactions, and just make your life easier. In our firm, we're all about making things easier. We're not about making things more complicated. We're not about adding things to your plate. We're about making things easier for you. So QuickBooks makes your life easier. Um, as long as you spend some time, maybe an hour to two hours a month, that's all you need, as opposed to 10 hours a month, right? It saves you quite a bit of time. One of the cons with QuickBooks, it does require extensive, um, not really extensive too much. I say extensive because you do need some training on it. You wanna make sure you get to use, um, you get a nice, good look and feel for the software. And we do offer QuickBooks training as a software, um, or I'm sorry, as a service, if you are looking to take advantage of that software, essentially, um, you know, with, with QuickBooks, essentially. So I love QuickBooks. All my clients basically use it. I use it personally for all of my companies, and it is truly, truly beautiful. And then let's talk about on the last slide is um, methods of getting paid, right? Getting paid. That's the name of the game in business is how do you get paid? How do you collect money? Your number one skill in business is getting paid, right? It's, it's not about selling. It's not about sales. It's actually collecting the money that you, you know, um, from the time that you spent trying to sell a customer product. If you can't collect the money, then what, what good was that sale really? Um, so utilize the apps, right? Utilize the apps, the Wave, the FreshBooks, the QuickBooks, the Square, the PayPal. They allow you to send invoices. They allow you to collect payments. PayPal, for example, has a payme, pay.me link where you can just send a client a link and they just pay right away. QuickBooks also did something similar. Square, when you got a, um, when you swipe, Basically, they got the um, the square reader. Let me see if I got a reader over here. I usually have one on me. I carry a reader everywhere I go, by the way. Nowadays, we're not going to the clubs as much, but believe it or not, I actually carry my square reader uh, when I go to the club because if you see somebody at bottle service and they're out there blowing money and they owe you some money, that's the best time to get them. You know, pull out that square reader <laughs> and just get, you know, just do what you gotta do. Um, Mary Rose just said, right on, yeah, absolutely right on, Jeff. It's all about getting paid, definitely. Yeah, because if somebody owes you money and they are out lavishly spending that money, then you got to make sure, like, you got to make sure you have good policies and everything in place when it comes to that. Because at the end of the day, they're holding up your business. They're, they're basically holding up your well-being as well. 
Um, I always hate when people go to like collections and all that. Right, just um, what we do typically is we send invoice reminders every Friday. Friday is typically payday. So we send our reminders on Friday because that's when people typically get paid. So you're likely to get paid if you're sending invoice reminders every Friday. We have ours on autopilot. So with QuickBooks, you can turn on auto reminders and it sends out a reminder every Friday for you. Um, and a never run a cash only business. Do not run a cash only business. I used to work with a company um, that basically only only accepted cash. I'm like, man, you're losing out on so much business. Over 90% of people now, I think it's about 95% of people prefer to pay with a card as opposed to cash. And nowadays you have physical or non-physical methods such as Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. We're, we're about to move into the evolution of Bitcoin. Fiat currency is not really gonna be a thing 10 years from now. So just like COVID hit, Right, this is something, this is a, a true, serious, honest, sincere statement. COVID hit and brick and mortar businesses basically went out of business. However, we could have very well predicted that businesses would need to go virtual at some point. COVID just happened to accelerate it. Now, not all businesses can be 100% virtual. However, you can find a way to make your business virtual by maybe doing consulting, maybe doing classes, YouTube videos, something of that nature. So here's what I want to tell you. Here's a million dollar advice today. Basically, the whole world is going to evolve into Bitcoin, right? Soon, cars will be driving it themselves. Soon, gas won't be a thing in cars because they'll be banned by the cities and the states and the countries, you know? So these are, you, got, you have to see the trends. You got to see it 10 years ahead. Right. When, when we read, when we started the tax firm, at least the business plan, I saw in the plan, firms will be forced to go virtual soon. Guess what happened in 2020? Firms were forced to go virtual. We were already virtual since 2016. We were 80% virtual. Now we're 100%. So if you're not used to Bitcoin, if you're not used to cryptocurrency and all that stuff yet, get to know about it. I have an article on my website, jeffbadu.com. That's J-E-F-F-B-A-D-U.com. That just gives you some basic understanding of, of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. Um, basically came out in 2008 and it's, it's blowing up. You might have heard Bitcoin is about, I think, $40,000 a coin now. It's crazy. It's insane. Um, so Bitcoin is the future. It is definitely the future. It has the technology that we need. And soon you won't even see things like QuickPay you know, anymore. You might see Bitcoin where you have a code, your money is literally tied to a code and you scan it somewhere in order to exchange money, right? That's the world we're moving into. We already accept Bitcoin, by the way. We have an app called BitPay where you can accept Bitcoin payments. Some of our clients are Bitcoin miners and they trade Bitcoin and all that. So you gotta stick with the trends. 10 years from now, people will be using Bitcoin all over the place. So you just, you, you really have to get with the trends, see things coming. Don't be somebody who's, oh yeah, I don't know about Bitcoin. I'm going to stay ignorant. I'm not going to learn about it because I don't think it'll be a thing. Well, just like COVID, right? Where things were forced to go virtual. Now you have to learn how to use a computer. Now you have to see clients virtually. Now you have to pick up the phone. 
So see the trends before they come. Like see it. I'm telling you right now. You're seeing it. So you're literally seeing it. Um, so now you got to take action and take advantage. Learn about Bitcoin. Educate yourself so that you can get prepared. But nonetheless, do not run a cash-only business. It is the worst thing that you can do as a business owner. You're literally losing out on 95% of money. And I hate when anybody slows down their own money. Uh, we're in a digital age where most people don't pay with cash anymore. You can also take checks. I recommend staying away from those as well. ACH, those are nice. But now we're into the credit card, debit card, and soon we'll be evolving into the Bitcoin evolution. We're actually already there. A lot of companies already accept Bitcoin, but Bitcoin is the future. I wouldn't be surprised if Bitcoin got to 100,000 next year. That's how valuable that coin is. And it's not just a coin, it's the technology. It's called cryptographic technology. That's behind it. And Mary Rose asks, is Bitcoin regulated? Currently it's not. And that's the beauty of it actually, that it's not regulated. Because we can do so much more with it if it's not regulated. When a government step in and do all their, you know, their COVID stuff and all that, we don't like that when they manipulate the market. Um, so it's nice, it's not regulated, you know. And we like that because it gives us room to do more stuff with the current or with the technology behind the coin. So yeah, that is one of the cons and the pros. Bitcoin is not regulated and I'm sure they'll find a way to regulate people over Bitcoin. But it is legit, it's real. And it does have security, extreme security when it comes to that. And understand that it's a cost of doing business. You might get charged a 3% fee, 2% fee, so what? So what if you can make 95% more money that you're just getting charged a, a 3% fee? If we were accepting cash and check only, our business would be down by 95%. I guarantee you that. So don't do it. Do not be cash. As a matter of fact, just to prove the point, we don't accept cash anymore. I had a client who asked me yesterday, can I pay with cash? I said, no. Here's our Zelle email. Do you use Zelle? And they say, yeah, I use Zelle. And they sent the money right through. Easy money. Easy money. Or we can send them an invoice link via QuickBooks. And they can click on the link right at the comfort of their home while they're watching a the movie. They put in their card info and they pay it right away. Um, send invoice reminders. So send reminders to people. Get paid. The name of the game is getting paid. Um, and then always evaluate your accounts receivable policy. So if you don't do payment terms, then you're a bit too you're a bit too strict on your policy. If you're collecting payment 100% of the time, then you're a bit too strict. You're losing out on money basically. But if you're also only getting paid 50% of the time, then you're being way too lenient. So you always got to find a balance between the two. You know, so with that being said, would love to open up the floor for any questions. That was my last slide of the day. Let me go ahead and stop sharing. And um, so, so I asked the question, is the rate monthly? I believe you're talking about QuickBooks. Yes, it is a monthly fee that they charge. That's a great question. Um, any questions? Looks like we got about maybe 10 minutes or so um, where we can take some questions. Any, anything from you, James? questions let's see we got we stream live on Facebook we're live on Instagram and then we're also live on our zoom and if we don't have any questions either we can always cut it short no problem about that um, but definitely appreciate you guys for tuning in too. Um, hopefully you gain some value out of this information 
And Lorraine asks, who's the owner of Bitcoins? You are the owner. Once you get a coin, you can buy a coin on sites like Coinbase. When you buy a coin, you're the owner of Bitcoin. It's not owned by anybody right now. There are people who mine the coin. So just like they mine for gold and diamonds and all that, they mine the coin virtually using computers. Literally, I have a client who has a room full of computers and it's so hot in there, it's crazy, you know. They love the wintertime because their room is so hot. And what they do is the computers are talking to each other and they're mining coins. And what happens is they sell these coins to sites like Coinbase and Coinbase sells them to you. Um, so basically that's how Bitcoins are created. They're mined from computers and technology. What are the risks of these coins? Yeah, there's a risk of you not, I mean, it's not high risk, but security risk, somebody quote unquote stealing your information, but that's just like anything. That's like somebody logging into your credit karma and taking your credit card. Um, and there's a question about people going to jail. Hey, if you're doing everything legal and sound, you're not going to go to jail. But if you're doing illegal things, then absolutely you'll go to jail. If you're not paying your taxes on time, if you're not filing your taxes, you will absolutely end up in jail. Um, so it's nothing illegal to own it. It's just like cannabis, you know, that's um, something that's legal across several states, including Illinois. So it's nothing is illegal about Bitcoin, except for if you're stealing it from other people. Um, so with that being said, let's maybe do about two more minutes um, for any questions. And the coins are protected through cryptographic, um, basically cryptographic algorithms. So basically what happens is that your code, your coin has a bunch of codes next to it. The only way to get that coin is to crack the code. And it's extremely difficult, almost impossible to crack the code. And you can even add additional security, like two-factor authentication to get to your coin. So even if somebody cracks the code, they would have to use like your face ID, your fingerprint and all that. Um, I mean, it is secure. That thing is bulletproof. You can't touch it basically. And Lily asked the question, you said we would have money at the end of this. I just checked my account and there's no money there. Yeah, so you do have to take action. Absolutely. <laughs> Part of what we do, what we talk, we're always big proponents in taking action. You go to nav.com, you get your business credit cards, you get your business loans and all that good stuff. You can apply it literally right after this. If you go to nav.com, you go and create an account, you sign up, you see what you qualify for, you can get your Chase Inc. card, Get your PNC card, you can get your um, your American Express, even Capital One. I don't recommend that though. You know, Capital One is not something I recommend because it's tied to your personal credit. Um, so with that, somebody asked a question, please leave this up. I joined late. Yeah, so we do leave these recordings up. So on Facebook, Instagram, and Zoom, this is it's recorded so you can catch it at any time. Please always take notes. And yeah, Lily just said. You know, I already did. Absolutely. Absolutely. Already, already taking action, already um, doing that. So with that being said, doesn't sound like we have any more questions. Um, so I would love to, let me just see here. Yeah. So basically, if you do have any questions, please feel free to let me know. I'd be more than happy to answer any questions you may have. My, our, basically our, our direct line is 773. 819-5675. Once again, 
You can also shoot us an email at support at badutaxservices.com. Once again, support at badutaxservices.com. It is tax season. Happy tax season. We would love to help you out with anything you have. And with that being said, I thank you guys for tuning in. And let me see if James has any final words. And if not, we'll just go ahead and end the live. So it doesn't sound like James has any final words. So with that being said, I hope you have a good night and we will be in touch. Thank you guys.